peace be with you in Jesus' name. We celebrate that God has come for a visit. Three mysterious visitors came to Abraham and his wife Sarah. They entertained their angelic visitors and received an amazing promise that they would have a miracle son. So too, Jesus visited the home of Mary and Martha. Mary sits at his feet, listening to his wisdom. Martha prepares a meal for him. What would you want to do if God visits you? God surprised us all with his visit to our world. It is our honor and our privilege to be able to invite him to visit us and stay for a while. We celebrate his living presence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Psalm 16. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Preserve me, O God. For in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. As for the saints in the land, they are the great ones in whom is all my delight, says God. The sorrows of those who run after other gods shall multiply. They drink offerings and they will not be poured out or taken in the name of God. The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel in the night when my heart instructs me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us <clears throat> confess our sins to God our Father. O Lord our God, forgive us. Bless us with your compassion and with your love. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. To the glory of your holy name, may it be so. Amen. Almighty God in his mercy has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all of your sins. As a servant of the word, I announce the grace of God to you, and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. We pray, O Lord God, we invite you to come and be with us. Bless us with your living and Holy Spirit, that we may be assured of your grace and forgiveness in our lives 
through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We turn to God's sacred word in this time of Pentecost growing. From the book of Genesis, chapter 18, God visits Abraham. The Lord appeared to Abraham near the great trees of Mamre, while he was sitting at the entrance to his tent in the heat of the day, Abraham looked up and saw three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he hurried from the entrance of his tent to meet them and bowed low to the ground. He said, If I have found favor in your eyes, my Lord, do not pass your servant by. Let a little water be brought. And then you may all wash your feet and rest under this tree. Let me get you something to eat so you can be refreshed and then go on your way. Now that you have come to your servant. Very well, they answered, do as you say. So Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah. Quick, he said. Get three seahs of the finest flour and knead it and bake some bread. Then he ran to the herd, selected a choice tender calf, gave it to a servant who hurried to prepare it. He then brought some curds and milk and the calf that had been prepared and set these before them. And while they ate, he stood near them under a tree. Where is your wife, Sarah, they asked him. Oh, she's there in the tent, he said. Then one of them said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Now Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent, which was behind him. Abraham and Sarah were already very old. And Sarah was past the age of childbearing, so Sarah laughed to herself. As she thought, after I'm worn out and my Lord is old, will I now have this pleasure? Then the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? And say, will I really have a child now that I'm old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year, and Sarah will have a son. This is the word of the Lord, and thanks be to God. Our epistle lesson is from Paul's letter to the Galosians, chapter 1, beginning at verse 21. The mystery which is in Christ given to you. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight, without blemish, free from accusation. If you continue in your faith, established and firm, 
and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. This gospel that you heard and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. Now I rejoice in what I am suffering for you, and I fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regard to Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, which is the church. I have become his servant by the commission God gave me to present to you the word of God in its fullness, the mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to the Lord's people. To them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. He is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. To this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. This is the word of the Lord. Oh, thanks be to God. Our Holy Gospel is according to St. Luke, the 10th chapter, beginning at verse 38. Glory to you, O Lord. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you're worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better. It will not be taken away from her. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Two sisters, Mary and Martha, both want the same thing. But sisters don't always do things the same way. They both want to honor Jesus, the man who is God, the man who is their friend. Martha invites Jesus into their home, 
and busies herself with making a nice meal to feed him. Martha is in motion, her eyes and hands work in the excitement of caring for such a special guest. Mary sits down with Jesus and listens to his every word. In a way, Mary, like her sister, is also inviting Jesus. She is inviting him into her heart and mind. Mary was not going to move. It was fascinating just to watch Jesus as he looked around the room. This place where Mary and Martha lived. Jesus might have looked at all their small possessions as if every detail mattered. Their few pieces of furniture, bowls, and oil lamps on the table where they ate. Jesus was looking at their life, their home, with his heart filled with compassion. In his mind, all of these small, ordinary things were connected to something much bigger. Jesus was looking at the world that God wanted to redeem. Here was the Son of the living God come to make this a sacred place by his visit. He wants to turn our houses into sanctuaries filled with the Spirit of God. The places where we live become holy dwellings. Jesus had told a parable once about a man who was building a house. And he dug down deep, laid the foundation of his house on a rock. Because the house was well built, it was not shaken by flood or torrent. And Jesus was here for a visit to offer himself as a new kind of ultimately solid foundation and cornerstone. God had promised this. In the words of Isaiah the prophet, I place a stone, a precious cornerstone, for a sure foundation. The one who trusts in this cornerstone will never be dismayed or distressed. So, well, when he comes for a visit, how would you honor him? Two sisters have very different ideas about how you do this. Mary sits at the feet of Jesus. Martha, her sister, wants to honor Jesus with a good meal. She is in the kitchen peeling and cooking. Both of these ideas are fitting for sitting in their house as the one who is both God and man, who is spirit and flesh. Jesus will be Savior of body, soul, and spirit. 
He deserves to be honored in all these things, in body, soul, and spirit. So yes, both sisters are right to honor him in their own way. You and I can celebrate God's Savior with our quiet contemplation, our silent prayers, sitting at his feet, sitting with a Bible on our lap. Or we could celebrate him by making a dinner, a dinner we share or eat alone, a dinner in our houses, in our homes tonight. Jesus himself showed us when a great crowd one day gathered in a field and they so wanted Jesus to just speak to them and share the mysteries of God and his kingdom. But Jesus, when the day had worn on and the crowd was hungry, when they were tired, Jesus wanted to feed them. He created a miraculous banquet. He was celebrating the Spirit by taking just a few fish, a couple of loaves of bread, and making it into enough for 5,000 people. That whole crowd of people ate in God's house that day. So, with Jesus in her house, Martha wanted to make a meal that would truly honor him. Don't you wonder what she would cook? Perhaps like any of us working in the kitchen, Martha felt like she was missing the party. She felt alone in her effort. So she asks, Jesus, don't you care? Don't you care that I'm alone in this? Now, I don't think Martha is just complaining. I think she's genuinely asking Jesus for his insight and wisdom. Wisdom you and I need. So that in our prayers we can join her. We pray, do you see us, God? Do you see us here? Do you care about us in this small, insignificant place and world? And we pray with Martha, come and visit us. Come, Almighty One, you who care for all things, come and visit us. Well, it really doesn't matter where you live or what you are doing or how desperate you are. The young court musician, David, the one who played the harp for the crazy madman who was King Saul, David had to run away. He was afraid for his life. The king was getting jealous. So David ran away and was hiding in a cave out in the middle of the wilderness. And David prayed, I have no refuge. No one cares for my life. I cry to you, O Lord. I say you are my refuge. You are my sanctuary in the land of the living. Listen to my cry. I'm in desperate need. Well, with Jesus sitting in their house, Martha could simply ask Jesus a question. 
It can be a kind of conversation. Just a talk around their dining room table. This is ours to imagine by faith and by faith and by hope. This is ours to believe that we can invite God to visit us. We can invite him and say, stay with us for a while. We have some things we really want to talk with you about. And tell us again about your grace and your mercy. It's the amazing miracle that John the Apostle so wonderfully described. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling with us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. God has indeed come for a visit. And to this, you and I hold firm by faith that God has chosen, in a sense, to accept our invitation, that he has heard our prayers. In the words of Paul, to paraphrase him, God has chosen to make known the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in our homes, Christ in our lives, Jesus in our conversation around our dining room table. After their time together, Mary and Martha knew they had a friend in Jesus. He could instantly form a bond. These sisters knew that they might not see Jesus for a while, but they knew they had his love and they had his compassion. We're not told about the meal that Martha put on the table, but I think we're pretty sure these sisters had managed to honor Jesus each in their own way. Neither of these sisters, Mary and Martha, would yet be done looking for ways to honor Jesus. Mary would end up becoming a legend in the early church. We're not sure when exactly, but at some point she visits someone else's house on a night when Jesus was dining there. And Mary would bring an ointment and pour it on Jesus and anoint him like a king with oil and caress his feet with her hair. She could never do enough to honor Jesus for setting her free from her sinful past. And so, too, her sister Martha, who had become a kind of legend. The tale is told of Martha that after she had witnessed Jesus' ascension into heaven, Martha got in a boat and sailed to the city of Marseille, 
on the southern coast of France. The legend is that Martha helped give the life-giving news of Jesus to the whole country of France. Well, goodness, before Jesus was done with his visit to our world, he would give Mary and Martha plenty to talk about for a lifetime. No wonder they were inspired. When their brother Lazarus died, they sent for Jesus. Jesus hesitated a few days, no doubt thinking carefully about the implications of what he wanted to do. Jesus then went again to visit the home of Mary and Martha. He insisted as soon as he got there nearly, he wanted them to take him out to visit the grave of their brother Lazarus. Jesus marched out there with a bunch of witnesses following him and the sisters. Jesus asks them to remove the stone door from the tomb. And Jesus called into the tomb for Lazarus. The Son of Almighty God was in a way knocking on the door of wherever or whatever is beyond this world. In a way, he was saying, Hello, Lazarus, are you at home? I've come for a visit. Well, Lazarus came out alive, greeted by the most important guest anyone could ever receive. Jesus, the Son of the living God. For Lazarus now, reunited with his sisters, Mary and Martha, it was time to go home. Things would never be the same again in that house they shared. Things would change for Jesus as well. Raising Lazarus from the dead would start the spiral of events that would result in Jesus' crucifixion and death. But, hey, that wouldn't even stop him. Jesus can visit any house and change everything. This is how I imagine it in a way. For three short days, Jesus visited a house without any lights at all. He found a way to turn on every light in that house and came back out of death victorious and triumphant in his resurrection. Truly, now for you and I, it does not matter where we live or where we rest our heads tonight. God has visited us and we are blessed today and forever. Let me pray for you that you would indeed be so blessed. Good and faithful Father, we thank you, we praise you, that you sent Jesus to visit us, 
Bless us with faith and trust to invite you to stay with us and abide with us. May your living and Holy Spirit rest on us, in our homes, in our hearts, in our minds. In Jesus' name, may we be so blessed. Amen. I invite you to share with me the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And we worship God with our offering. I invite you to send your offering to our church by mail, or you could go to our website and make an offering through the website. God bless you and be with you. Father, we thank you for the wonder of your presence among us. We thank you that we have seen your glory in Jesus. We invite you into our lives and our homes. Come and be in our world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, give us confidence in your providential care and your continued compassion. Grant us your grace and peace. Bless us that we may be forgiving and merciful for our friends and family, our fellow man. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of hosts, by the power of the Holy Spirit, grant us the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of hosts, thank you for the nation in which we live. Bless our land with just government and honest industry. In prosperous times, may we be thankful. And in difficult times, grant us strength to trust in you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. 
Lord of hosts, grant us courage to follow where you guide, knowing that your hand is leading us and that your love is supporting us. Abide with us and stay with us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of hosts, we humbly ask that you would bring healing and strength to those who are especially burdened. Grant them patience and peace and healing in their time of need. Looking to you as their strong fortress, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And Lord, we ask your blessing for those we name before you in our hearts. Lord of hosts, into your hands we commend all things for which we pray. Confident for the sake of Jesus, you hear us and answer us. Amen. Father, we thank you that Jesus has taught us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. For the life-giving presence of Jesus our Lord, we give you thanks and praise. For the glorious hope of the resurrection, we give you thanks and praise. For the opportunity to bless one another with joy and peace, we give you thanks and we give you praise. Amen. And the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. listening to this audio service of Bethlehem Lutheran Church, Glen Lake, Minnesota. This podcast features Reverend James Disney with music by Sue Blah. Thank you for listening to this audio service of Bethlehem Lutheran Church, Glen Lake, Minnesota. This podcast features Reverend James Disney with music by Sue Bloom, produced and edited by Amy Munson. 
If you enjoy listening, we encourage you to visit our website at www.blcmtka.org to learn more about our church and to support this podcast. Blessings upon your week.